Tom Brady is dead to me. Thanks for the last 20 years, buddy. But when you leave the team willingly that I love, you are knocked out. Hope your legacy gets tarnished by foiling away in Tampa Bay for the next two to three years. I am rooting for a disaster in Tampa Bay. The structure there is going to be extremely loose. Um, I think we're going to go have a lot of fun. See how fun it is going 8-8 eight and eight next year, buddy. I get why you would want to leave Bill Belichick, you know? Put in 20 years, gone to nine Super Bowls. Bill Belichick is demanding. I get it. You were great while you were here, Tom. Okay. No one can take that away from you. But I root for the name on the front of the uniform and not the back. Okay. You are now in the same category as Ray Allen, who left to go play for Miami, or Johnny Damon, who walked away, you know, the face of the idiots, to go play for the Yankees. And when you willingly leave a Boston team, if you're a fan of Boston teams, you know, it hurts. So thank you for everything you did here. I'll never forget you, but I hope you go 500 or less the next two to three years, okay? Paul Pierce never left. Yeah, he went to the Brooklyn Nets and Clippers and I feel like there was another team in there. Um, but he got traded. He didn't want to leave Boston, okay? People don't want to leave Boston. Um, best sports city ever to go to freaking Tampa Bay, okay? That would be like Big Poppy wanting to go play for the Rays, It's ridiculous, okay? But anyways, let's turn the page on that 43-year-old bum. Um, What the Pats need to do this upcoming season is they need to prepare as Jarrett Stidham is the starting quarterback. He showed some pretty good promise last year in the preseason, and I like the idea of him growing with Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Muschewski, who... You know, Brady seems to have no use for any of those three. So when Bill tries to go and stockpile some young talent and Tom Brady didn't have the freaking patience for him, um, Stidham will. Stidham has to. He's, he's young. He, he's green. He's hungry. If he can grow with those guys, you know, and he's cheap. He's on that first rookie deal. So Bill can continue to load up around Stidham, kind of much like the Cowboys have done around Dak the last couple of years. And um, that would be the number one objective. Prepare like Stidham is your starter. The draft. You've got to draft somebody. And here's what I would draft. And I've been saying this for three years now. Draft Jake Fromm from Georgia. He's played three seasons in the SEC on some of the biggest stages for Georgia. Have him compete for the starting job with Stidham. But I think Stidham will hold him off, obviously, with a year under his belt in the system. Um, Fromm could probably use a year or two to to learn the system and just every year have it be a competition. They should both be hungry. They should be pushed. It's it's no one's job. It should be a year-to-year thing. Really, even like every couple games, you know, constantly have competition for that spot. Nobody should be comfortable. Um... And lastly, they re-signed Brian Hoyer. Use him 
to get the young guys ready and show them about being professionals. Hoyer's a good soldier. He lost out to the backup job last year to Stidham. So those that think that Hoyer's going to come in here and start, I think is ridiculous. Belichick knows what he's got with him. If you go out and start Stidham this year, you're just wasting wasting time on one of the young guys. So use Brian Hoyer as almost like an extra coach. And really, if you draft Fromm or another young quarterback and have Stidham, you can cut Hoyer at the end of training camp or just keep him as a third string um, and hope he never gets on the field. Maybe just keep him as a third string. He can basically be a coach during the games. The free agent landscape for quarterbacks so far has been pretty interesting to say the least. It seems like nobody wants to touch Cam Newton or Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton's kind of like in purgatory with the Bengals and he might just be staying put um, but it's weird to see um, how no one wants Cam Newton or Jameis or Dalton really. No, there's been speculation about where they should go but no one signed him yet. It's been over, I think, over a week now. Free agency's been open. Um, teams have had the opportunity to trade for Dalton, and no one's really done it. So here's what I would say. Here's here's where I want to see these guys go. First of all, Andy Dalton. Why wouldn't the Jets make a play for him, trade for him as a backup to Sam Darnold? I think Darnold played 12 or 13 games last year, and he showed some real promise at the end of last year. But in those two or three or four games he missed, it was so obvious there was no backup plan there. Andy Dalton would be a great security blanket if um, Sam Darnold gets mono again or coronavirus. I mean, they're in New York, honestly. He very well get that in the fall. So it would make sense for the Jets to have a proven backup, not Luke Falk. Okay, so I'd, I'd go Dalton Jets and the Bills. They need a solid backup as well. They have Josh Allen who runs around like an asshat. He's bound to get hurt sooner or later. He's got a rocket arm, but, you know, these running quarterbacks are just bound to get hurt. So that would be a good spot for Cam Newton. Probably not a big fan of playing in the cold is Newton, but no one's looking for him. He could, you know, they have a good system over there in Buffalo. Really well coached, good defense. They're probably going to be the class of the AFC East this year, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, if Allen goes down, you saw last year against the Patriots the first game. Who came in? I think it was Barkley from USC. He was supposed to be good about nine years ago, and he couldn't do anything. So they need a quality backup. Cam Newton goes there. The Texans with Deshaun Watson, another guy who gets hurt all the time. And with Bill O'Brien, who's made some really dumb moves this year, you know, trading Jadavion Clowney to the Seahawks midseason and recently trading DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Sign Jameis Winston. Now, that's a quality backup for Watson for when he inevitably misses two or three games. It just makes sense there. And then there's this team in Florida that has this 43-year-old quarterback with a backup with the last name Griffin. And it's not Robert. I think it's Ryan, a guy I've never heard of. 
Now, you don't... Now, granted, Tom Brady has been very consistent with playing 16 games plus every season. But Father Time never loses. And especially with that line in Tampa Bay and a new system and, you know, he's bound to get cracked eventually. Why not have a proven backup in Tampa Bay? That's where I'd say Blake Bortles comes in. Tampa Bay should sign Blake Bortles. So there's my solution for some free agent quarterback destinations. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'll always love Tom Brady. I'm just kidding. All right. I am now joined by Joe Exotic Spano. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Alex? Pleasure to be on your uh, podcast. It's uh, it's an honor. <laughs> Should be. So the last couple of weeks I've been talking about how I'm a fat ass and I issued some challenges on the Apple Watch uh, share activity and actually because you were the one who shared it with me, kind of showed me the light and we've been battling by battling. You've been smoking me in our competition here. Um. My Alex, you had a good start. I mean, you were going, you're coming in hot, dude. We were neck and neck, and then like, you came up with this really lame excuse that uh, you were tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how that happens. Uh, yeah, so we started on a Saturday, and um, I'm still working. I don't know about you, but I'm still going in Monday through Friday, seven to four. God, that's got to be so hard answering the phone and getting all your rent checks from your dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing my point. I don't have time to be riding my bike and hiking uh, Blue Hills. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, you can hike through Pawtucket. There's plenty of obstacles. You can yeah, no, it's, right a, it's a beautiful scenic Pawtucket. I can jump over a few bums. Yeah. And you hopefully not a, land on needles. Yeah, you can make a course out of it. And then head over to Slater Park and, you know, <laughs> catch some weird stuff out in the woods. <laughs> uh, so what are So you are smoking me. But what are you doing for workouts for the most part? Did I nail it? You've been biking and hiking, right? Uh, everything, man. Like, I can't stop, dude. Like, I think I just burned, like, 300 calories cooking just now. I, I made uh, hummus, red pepper hummus, uh, some brown rice, a bunch of bacon. I'm just, like, I, I've been up, like, you just go crazy. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm definitely using a pre-workout. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much, like, over-the-counter meth. But, um, yeah. No, I use that, I, too. Also, I, it's I called uh, Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. You can get that, too. No, I, I've been in, into, like, boxing, too. Like, I told you about that. Like, mm-hmm. just get a set of, like, 16-ounce gloves and then some wraps. You can get the wraps so you don't have to actually wrap. You can just put them on. Like, they look like MMA gloves. Yeah. And then you just go to town. Just buy a heavy bag or buy one of those, like, fake human torsos you can punch. And then just, like, <laughs> punch something for, like, a whole hour. It's so therapeutic. I'd like to punch my kids sometimes. Yeah, you could. You can punch yeah. them, at least. You know, they're little <laughs> enough. But that's, (laughs) but that's been my workouts. I just, I play one-on-one with, in soccer with Cody, who's seven and I can't beat him. Um, But I'm getting better. I feel like I would be a decent free agent for like a men's league, maybe co-ed soccer team right now. And I've just been uh, playing basketball with him. It's been like when the weather is good, I can get out and burn some calories but um well you know what's funny though you'd be surprised like those 50 degree days like once you get a good sweat going like you're it's actually comfortable so don't yeah. don't let the weather be the the reason why you're not outside or wear a fucking turtleneck you know it's oh sorry i just cussed my bad <laughs> <laughs> i'll let it slide but um yeah no if it's not raining i go out i'll wear a sweatshirt i don't care i'll go out it's it's fine with me but it's the rainy days that 
that mess it up. Um, but yeah, yeah, so you're cook. So that was going to be one of my questions to you. It sounds like you've been doing a lot of cooking. So you don't, you haven't, that's, that's how you've been basically eating at night during this crisis. You haven't been getting takeout. It's more of, I, yeah, no, I mean, I, the crock pot's like the greatest thing ever. You can make a quick little Buffalo pulled chicken, just Frank's red hot and literally ranch dressing and like two chicken breasts. And you have like two sandwiches or three or four, something like that. Like, yeah, I've been cooking a lot. I should get back to the takeout stuff. Like I need to order out more. I had Chipotle today. I had to download the app and the guy ran it out to me. It was a weird <laughs> shady deal going on. But, um, <laughs> Why do you feel like you should get takeout more to support the industry? Yeah, man. I mean, they're getting hit the hardest and it's like no one cares because no one really sees them. I don't know. It's like the government, like the Massachusetts, especially, they just like like look down on people in the hospitality industry. And you don't understand, like they're getting hit the hardest, uh, the people, the employees and just a crappy situation for everyone. But, you know, you got to got to be positive. Yeah, go get takeout. But that's not going to fix it. Like I've heard mm. horror stories where like the managers are in the kitchen and the takeout people. It's just. It's not good, but definitely get takeout. I recommend it. Yeah, I've been, I get... I've been cooking at home. <laughs> don't, don't do as I do. No, uh, I wouldn't do that. That's that's why I have a wife. Um, and... <laughs> and also a dishwasher. Then it sounds like. <laughs> uh, today we got Longhorn, which is awesome. Like oh, as far so as the good. chains go around here, I feel like we always forget about Longhorn, and every time we get it, it's just amazing. But yeah, even going there was just sketchy. Like, and I walked in, it was weird. It was like. There was no one there really working. One woman came out and ran out the food. It just, like you said, it seems like now some of the people working there are wearing multiple hats. So I don't know if the person who put my takeout order in the bags and ran the. They're all doing it. There's one person probably like in that kitchen making all. Yeah, there weren't too many cars out there. (laughs) No, it's, it's like bare bones minimum. Mm. Um, Alex, it was a pleasure. I have to actually get on a call. All right, man. Thanks for jumping on. I had more I wanted to talk to Joe about, but he uh, totally just ditched me right there. But that's fine. Um, Yeah, just more about what I'm doing fitness-wise is, yeah, I am, because of the circumstances, I get my exercise playing soccer with Cody, running up and down the basketball court with Cody and Jack. And I know some of you saw me posted on Facebook and Instagram last night, me smoking my kids in a full court and back race where all of them had head starts. And some of you had the audacity to say that I didn't win that. When the proof was in the photos, baby, okay? I still got it. My fat ass can still motor up and down a court. And there are two types of people that saw that thing. People that knew I won and people that are liars. Okay? So I've been doing that. Um, the Apple Watch thing is has been great for me. I know some of my elitist Peloton friends were busting my chops last week about it. Basically saying, like, you know, you've kind of hit rock bottom when you have to count your steps. And yeah, guess what? Maybe I kind of was at that point. When you're 188 and 5'5", five five, that's uh, pretty damn fat. So... You know, two months later, down 10 pounds. I'm going to weigh myself again April 1st, hopefully getting down to like 175 or less, ideally. But we will see. Um, But yeah, if anyone else wants to send me their activity on Apple Watch, go ahead. I got RJ Gagne, who just absolutely dominates. He must just wake up and work out all day. I know he's a state trooper, but he pretty much doubles his calorie goal every day. 
So he's kind of uh, the pace setter. And then Spano, um, who you heard, does a lot of hiking and biking. And he's kind of a, a fitness guy now. So he always beats his goal. And Jared Carroll, um, who also added me, younger guy. So he's got a little more spunk. Um, he's doing a couple workouts a day. So it's been great motivation for me to try to at least not come in last every day. And, um, yeah, my goal is always to close all three rings on the Apple Watch. Those of you that have Apple Watches, are familiar, kind of know what that's like. Um, so, yeah, a couple days I'll weigh myself again, hopefully under 175, and I'll update you again next week. All right, I will leave you with what I'm watching. Obviously, no sporting events right now, and I'm actually behind on American Idol because the world had to stop, not for the coronavirus, but for Joe Exotic and the Tiger King. If you haven't watched the Tiger King on Netflix, you are living deep under a rock. And it's just, it's unavoidable. Everyone's talking about it. I'm sure you've seen it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but let's say if you haven't seen it and you like exotic animals, freak shows, arson, murder for hire, homosexual polygamy, Tiger King is for you. It has all those things. It's incredible. Every character introduced on that show is more crazy than the next Everyone on that show probably deserves their own spinoff. You can probably make a docu-series off every single character introduced, and there's probably like eight good ones on there. Um, I don't know. I don't understand. If you haven't seen it, you better put it on your queue for this week or next week because pretty soon I'm probably going to have to discuss that show and let that sometime on this podcast. It is incredible. Um, that's all I got. Sorry for being late this week. Um, obviously different circumstances had a little bug going through our house it's been a little more exhausting here at the Duluth household now that there's no school and um, it's the end of the day I've been pretty tired so I plan to have another podcast out early next week not late like this week Um, I want to thank Joe Spano for jumping on make sure you check out his podcast all things boston and not follow him on social media because uh he is above that have a good weekend guys a man walks down the street he says why am i short of attention got a short little span of attention and oh my nights are so long my wife and family what if i die here who'll be my role model now that my role model's gone gone duck back down the alleyway with some roly poly little bad face girl all along all along there were incidents and accidents there were hints and allegations yeah well, if you'll be my bodyguard i can be
Take cover, yeah. 